I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey, this is Sophie. And this is Tucker, and we're Sophie Tucker. And you're listening to Rebel Radio. Fuck you, Josh. Fuck you, Josh, but I don't know you. No, no, no. Fuck you, Josh. Uh-uh. Tell him to fuck you, Josh. Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> What's up? This is Rebel Radio. What up, what up? This is DJ Newmark. This is Peanut Butter Wolf. It's your boy. It's okay. Keep checking out Rebel Radio. Rebel Radio. This is Rebel Radio. We're in the place right here. Uh-huh. Rebel Radio is going down. What did you say? Rebel Radio? Oh, wait. Let's do it again. Rebel Radio. Hey, what's up, Rebels? Welcome back to Rebel Radio. We are here with our second interview recorded live on the field at Coachella. We got one more coming up next week. But this week we have Sophie Tucker. I don't know if you're familiar with Sophie Tucker's music, but I really like it. And uh, their live show at Coachella was pretty awesome. Really, really good energy. They, uh, Their first song they made together, they just threw it up on SoundCloud, kind of blew up, and then it got picked up for an Apple commercial. And they have some great stories about how they were able to respond to that success. They basically had to like figure out their whole game plan for their career happening much faster than I think they had originally envisioned. Good problem to have, but um, some important lessons they learned along the way that they're going to share with us. Um, We also get a little bit of insight into how they complement each other's personalities, make their partnership work and how they learned to, to be themselves without trying too hard. I think they, they had a couple stumbles along the way, and then they figured that out, and um, some good stories about that coming up on our interview with Sophie Tucker right after our EDM.com track of the week.
Broken Roots with Rather Sleep Alone. That's our EDM.com track of the week. That's on the Your Secret label. Go to SoundCloud.com slash Your Secret for more just like it after you finish listening to my interview with Sophie Tucker. Check, 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 check. Oh, and do they work? Uh, check one, two. Oh, check. <laughs> All right. <laughs> check, check, check. Let's see if I can have some fun. <laughs> Always. Nice. Um, but you know, I, so I knew I knew uh, drinking, and then uh, I've been learning about you guys, just kind of reading up, and that sounds like an amazing story. Thanks. Um, yeah. Uh, so. If I understand it correctly, you guys kind of met and started making music immediately, and and the song kind of blew up right away. I'm yeah. That. Yeah, we met at the end of college, our senior years. Uh, didn't even know, didn't even hadn't even seen each other, and we yeah. went to Brown, which is not a very big school. Right. So it's kind of funny how that worked. Yeah, we ended up making Drinky our last week of college. song we wrote together like original yeah. start yeah. one song together in a room so i want to go back kind of to the very beginning <laughs> and um tell me like when each of you first fell in love with music do you remember like a record or a moment i have no idea when it began because no, like i keep being asked that question and i actually really don't know Maybe just because I have a bad memory, but I um, She has a bad memory. I have a really bad memory. Um, I do too. Terrible. But, I, you know, for as long as I can quality. remember, <laughs> I have Ignorance been really <laughs> into music and movement in particular, like mo- moving to music yeah. as just sort of being, as my way of being, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I feel That's like okay. one of my earliest yeah. musical memories is... Um, I'm from Boston and we'd drive up to New Hampshire in the summer sometimes and my parents would have they must have been some like disco compilations or something but I remember hearing like Chic and like War like Lowrider and like some of those songs And they like, you're really, you 
know, I could still just recite all of them from like those cards when I was, I don't even know how young I was, yeah. but for some reason, those songs stand out as like, and then my dad singing uh, House of the Rising Sun back in the day, The Animals, that's like the best song of all time. I mean, definitely one of the records, now that you're saying that, one of the records that was jogging very formative. Jogging the memory. Yeah, jogging the memory. The wheels are turning. <laughs> I'm trying to think real hard here. Uh, my parents were really, really into Buena Vista Social Club, and oh, yeah. I listened to that record on repeat record. forever. Yeah. Other than you, Tucker. <laughs> Where are my soul? <laughs> was he the one that just like totally came to life when he sat down? Yeah, he's a piano. singer. He oh, has and he has a, he has a couple right. songs by himself yeah. that are just magical. Yeah. Hey, don't forget to support Blue Apron. Blue Apron is a sponsor of the Rebel Radio Show. We got Blue Apron delivered to the house now every week. It's um. It's great, delicious, healthy meals. They do all the prep for you. You just throw it in the oven or cook it up and, and have a wonderful meal with the family. Make sure you hit up Blue Apron if you like it. Uh, I'd love to hear what you think about it. So what about then, uh, so, you, so you made, you met and started making music. What was the first time on stage together? Like? Oh, it was awful. <laughs> I hated it. Yeah, I cried afterwards, and I was thinking, to have I made the wrong decision? Is this really what I want to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the wait, second why, time. Wait, why was it awful? Well, it was. Um, it, it was at Babies, right? It, yeah, we it were trying to do. It was like a CMJ do... show. Okay. And it was the first time our managers <laughs> had ever seen us, actually. Yeah. Uh. Or not even. They weren't our managers yet. We were like manager list we had like nothing going on except the song drinky had come out and it got an apple commercial so then like we were trying to scramble and put our team into place and get things going sure and uh yeah we played the cmj show in new york in brooklyn around the corner from our houses really and it was like sold out because of the headliner we were like first of three and it was just hard and we were we were thinking so hard i think about what we were doing and we were trying to be it almost felt like we had this idea of who we and wanted like to be, to be on cool stage. and dark and mysterious and yeah. like not really us. <laughs> Turns out we're not very dark or mysterious or I like very how you cool. skipped cool. No! Okay, okay. Here's, cool. here's the conclusion cool. that we've come to is that being really... Jordan's on. Come on, got, like, the retro being, twos. Here's the conclusion we've come to. Being Look really excited <laughs> and happy and smiling is us and yeah. it is... It's cool because that's how cool. we actually okay. are. But I think we, we tried really hard to like um, not 
show our emotion. Our excitement. <laughs> yeah. And so I um yeah, I just didn't I didn't have fun at all. So I didn't like it. So what'd you do? Like how do you bounce back from that? So we had another show like the next day, I think. Because CMJ we had like three shows. Or no, no it wasn't no. CMJ. Mm-hmm. That was opening. It was Toki Monster. So one of the things that happened is so then we had the show at the Standard. Yeah. Then we had our first oh, ever then, show. And then I went the other direction, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be myself, yeah. and I'm going to show how much I love it. Yeah. And this after the show, Tucker was like, you got to reel it in. Reel it in, Sophie. Reel it in. Reel it in. I was like a loose cannon. She was a total loose cannon. I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, it was like her rambles in between songs were I was just, just so excited. I was mortified. <laughs> But then we found the happy medium, <laughs> and it was great. And I had a great time that That, that was show. our first headline show. It was like our little coming out party. Yeah. And it was like all our homies in New York, and it was really... You were at that, Justina? Yeah. She was sent again, probably, by our perspective. Is that the right word? Perspective yeah. manager at the time? Uh-huh. That, um... I'm so and glad we were better back. that time, probably, but it was, it was funny. <laughs> so... When things start happening really quickly like that, how did you guys, because you hadn't planned necessarily on this being the career. And we hoped it would be. So we, were, you, we were working We kind of did put all yeah. our eggs in the basket. Yeah. Absolutely. When we look back on it, we're like, how did we do that? That yeah. was like We're like, that was the most ridiculous risk we've ever taken. Super reckless. So, so how did you do it? Like, so, I mean, we did, we started right when we graduated. So we were like, the handbook is make music that you are really excited about and music that you want to hear yeah. and then you know get a couple breaks someone heard it on SoundCloud and wanted to put it in an Apple commercial which made us not have to go get jobs and focus on other things yeah. other jobs yeah. and we got to focus on this and we had a bit of time to like try to really make it happen and we had some great mentors and friends the band The Knox or had us in their studio or they let us use their studio when they weren't in it like late at night and stuff to like work on our tracks and met a lot of people in New York and just grinded and like started making it happening started making it happen sort of did you guys envision you'd be playing Coachella? no I was hoping for next year maybe we'd play (laughs) (laughs) Coachella at the time I I never thought we'd ever play Coachella obviously I mean, it's cool. it's funny because like those questions are hard because like we believe in ourselves yeah. and we wouldn't do it if we didn't feel sure. excited and passionate and that we we're onto something. But it's also you know everyone's a little biased <laughs> about their own art and stuff. So yeah. it was it seemed more risky when we look back on it now than at yeah. the time we were like we can do this. I don't know why we thought that. There weren't that many signs that were, you know, telling us that we could do this, you know? And the, <laughs> but we took any sign that we could possibly get. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and Every little victory, we'd be like, yes, we're... Right. We're on to it. why we're... Let's do it. We're supposed to be doing this. Sure. <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah. So now, uh, playing here, like, does that change the game for you guys? It felt like a stepping stone, yeah. a bit. Yeah. I didn't know it would until we, like, played the show last week. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, certainly. I think it's a bigger audience than most of the audiences we've played to, and it's kind of thrilling to um, learn how to communicate with a different size crowd. 
um, that's been really fun for us and um, not something that I think we necessarily knew how to anticipate like it's 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 a really different thing to be performing to a uh, 200 people versus 500 people versus a thousand people versus 10,000 people um, and so I think we're really excited to get good at the, the, the larger crowd numbers because yeah. uh, you know the vibe in that space is just and it's yeah. so fun to a big think part about. of our performance is like reaching out and like connecting mm-hmm. and uh, it's easier to do that in a 300 person club like sure. when we're playing our headline shows yeah. and rather than coming to a festival where you know some of the people might not know who we are a lot of people might not know who we are who are there and you know we have to reach way but back we were very pleasantly surprised by the reception I mean people were just yeah. there to love it, it was amazing and um we didn't know it was before no. sundown. It's really hot mm-hmm. out here. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't know if it would be some of the ten full, if it wouldn't be good or whatever. And we got out there. By the end of the show, it was, like, way out the back. And we were just, like, totally in awe nice. and felt really excited. So, uh, do you change anything then for tomorrow's show? Or is it, um, like, you respond to the feedback that came from last week? I think we can be much better, actually. Yeah, I do too. We left that show feeling like, oh my god, amazing, but, you know, it's a little rough around the edges and we can do things better. So I feel like it's, I think we can go and do even better. I don't think we're going to change too much. We're not going to, like, change too much about the set list or anything. I think it actually, the energy level was good the whole time and it felt, it felt really nice. We're going to have a different, uh... Feature? different guest yeah. appearances oh, cool. and stuff so nice. the dynamic will feel different but yeah. it's always a lot of smiling and dancing and jumping around yeah more real cool Gosh, um, 
we... I guess what I'm asking, is it a conscious thing, right? That you've I identified these values that are important to you? I think... I think if you try too hard to, like, push that on yeah. other people, well, then it, won't become it doesn't It doesn't work. Yeah. And I don't think... I think we've learned that that's not the way to do it. And the way to do it is to, like, really love what we're doing. And um, when we are genuinely as excited as we actually are on stage, like, if you took our pulse or something, you would, like, know we're not yeah. fucking with you. It's, like, like... I think that's what connects and can like transcend the space and the music even and the and just like you know hopefully into a better world in a non-cheesy way especially with the leaders we have right now it's like it's important to like I mean Sophie was always when we were starting she was very conflicted whether she wanted to do this or not because she had so much training in conflict resolution and world peace and the things that she studied in all yeah. all throughout school and I was sort of saying like look if we are successful at what we're trying to do here you're going to have a platform to help a lot more people than you could right now or helping isn't even the right way to put it but I think I felt like I had a responsibility quote unquote to make the world a better place because my education always was um, was was encouraging me to do so and to think about life in that way and I think um, but now we go to all these countries and we feel like ambassadors yeah in a way like we like you know we went to Mexico right after Trump was inaugurated and to stand up in front of 10,000 people and say like we're from New York we're Americans and we love you guys and we appreciate you guys and so many people came up to us after the show and like said thank you we needed to hear that right now and it's like that's so cool. I never thought I'd be in a position to do something like that. And it's not, you know, that's not like what I was thinking when we were making these songs. Sure, I was yeah. like, yeah, that's what I want to do from this. But like, kind of is. <laughs> it's kind of cool. <laughs> hey, I hope you're enjoying this interview with Sophie Tucker. Make sure you check out all three of our episodes recorded live at Coachella. We were really excited to get our Coachella press passes and be part of that. Um, last week we had Jesse Fleming, who's one of the founders of the Do Lab and Lightning in a Bottle. Uh, go back and check that episode out after you finish up here with Sophie Tucker. What about your partnerships? You seem like you complement each other really well. <laughs> um, but, you know, partnerships are hard. <laughs> yeah, we are pretty much opposite people. Yeah. Um, and Give an example. Everything. Everything. Like, our paces are different. Okay. I'm pretty... We call... Uh, we... She's, gosh. I call her Slofy. Ca- he calls me Slofy. And I really like... Um, like, she I'm kind of a dreamer. Yeah. I... Um, and this is not a compliment to myself, you know. Uh, I struggle with it. Um, and I can sort of go move slowly and smell the flowers and not, for, not remember that time and space exist. Um, and Tucker is the opposite he's like you know really on time and really on top of like what's going on right here aware of his surroundings in a way that is awesome (laughs) and i need um that's just one example so how how do you make that work how do you make those differences work well they kind of work well because then sometimes well i'm getting to understand what it's like spending all my time with someone who's like that (laughs) and same with her and i think she becomes a little less late to stuff and i 
maybe smell the roses occasionally. So. And I think it goes for a lot of our our treats. It's like same because with, we're so opposite. Same with music making, even. Yeah. Like, we both sort of end up doing it all together, but you know, she was coming from really slow, <laughs> acoustic. <laughs> lyric heavy or lyric intensive music and I'm coming from you know <laughs> house music and club music and and it's really like a it's just we don't really we're both not compromising that much like we're not really like changing that much it yeah. just kind of works with the other one we're so different we like don't um we don't have much conflict and when we do i think it comes and goes really quickly and we neither of us have very good memories so yeah it's just when we're it's like great. overtired and cranky yeah like, yeah but then we forget about it yeah <laughs> it's so great well we're also so excited about what we're doing and yeah. i'm so proud to be you know doing this with her and a lot of badass women, in fact, that um, I was always on sports teams. I played basketball in college and stuff, so I didn't get to, like, yeah, I was around guys a lot and around the culture that's very, you know, not about individuality, not about creativity, about sort of conforming and and about, you know, be a man, man up, don't be a pussy, things like that, which, you know, don't fly with these no. ladies, and it's, it's amazing. I'm learning so much, and I'm like, we're all learning a lot because they didn't know anything about that culture either and sure. it's like it's all fun all the differences what's the hardest part of the job so far hardest part of the job not seeing friends yeah yeah being on the road is just a lifestyle that um uh you can't really like prepare for it's mm -hmm. bizarre and i don't really we don't i love it though yeah no but it's, def it's definitely not complaining we, it's just we like, love it. And we I'd love to see it. my friends more. Yeah. So, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. We don't really have like a nor. You know, quote unquote normal like, like. No routine. Life routine with friends and. Sure. Or even you like know. waking up at a certain time. Like yeah, there's no, no like we don't get to get up at the same time ever. Like. But it's also like we make so many friends in different places around the world, and it's yeah. like the coolest. So. Def not complaining. Is there, is there a favorite place? Uh, Brazil. Oh, Brazil. <laughs> it's so great. It's that so that's like his instant answer. Uh, He's in, as in love I with it as I am. You uh, did? We were there. We just played in Sao Paulo. Oh. oh, I've heard such good things about that place. So I want to go. Everyone's like, you have to go there. Yeah. That's, it was our first trip there, and a lot of our music's in Portuguese. Yeah. So that it's like our biggest market, yeah, and sure. it was just madness. And the way they take their like nightlife so seriously is just the coolest. They love dancing and partying, and yeah, yeah, yeah. they're so loving and beautiful. Yeah. Um, so obviously you guys have great management from the beginning that didn't seem to find you. We right got away. so lucky. Yeah. Uh, what about mentors? Is there is there are there folks that have helped you kind of figure out your your way? The Knox, 
uh, Ben and, and James, the, what, what the two guys in the knock. Well, they, I met them, I was DJing at Brown, like I DJed a party and opened for them in a club in Providence, and they just taught me, like, the difference between music and sports and education and the ways I had experienced them, which was really all I'd ever experienced in life, and those things are so competitive, and they taught me such an inclusiveness, like, they, they introduced us to, like, all their artist friends, everyone was so embracing, was so hyped about the music, like, right away, weren't competitive, weren't trying to be, you know, it's just so cool. I was never, ever in an environment, and I think they taught me that the best, that, like, everyone wants everyone to win. I had never really seen that before, Yeah. coming from such an athletic family, such a different lifestyle, so... That's probably the coolest thing they've taught me. And just like, well, no, that's really probably the coolest thing they've yeah. taught me. <laughs> I'm thinking hard because I've mentored in so many different ways. Um, Mentor. They're also yeah, just like my friends who I hang yeah, out with in like New York now. Yeah, like people that inspire me, certainly. This mentor sounds like an old white dude, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Who comes to mind that inspires you? Well, maybe, maybe just because she's sitting next to me, but also because she's amazing. Um, my day-to-day manager. Oh. <laughs> my day-to-day manager, uh, yeah. among many other things, Justina is one of the most. She, okay, speaking of skills that I do not have. And have not trained. This girl's oozing with skills. Oh my goodness. She gets shit done and has a conscious, uh, social conscience that is just Um, incredible. And um, I feel like she's my mentor in thinking about our project in the big picture. Like, you know, we're kind of on the road every day doing our things. Um, But I think she has a way of thinking about what it might mean to other people and how it might impact people in the world and um, I, I, I'm really grateful for her mentorship in, in that point of view. Um, How's it feel to hear that? Um, I don't know <laughs> put on the spot but it's amazing and um, I just feel so appreciated as well. Thank you. You're very ridiculously appreciated and then of course there you know she can sort of like get up early and get on a flight and do her thing and always like have a a smile on her face and get things done and um I'm I'm definitely trying to get better at um coping with like you know not having sleep and not having the right food or not having the right things you know and just like showing up to work and um getting things done in the way that, that she can. <laughs> I find that really inspiring as well. Yeah, me too. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think I need to say my dad too, actually. A lot of things that I've learned from him that I never really processed. Now, now I like see myself doing so many things that I've learned from him and 
because it's you know we're really like as much as it is a creative thing and we want to be artists and focus on the art we're also kind of running a little company yeah. and it's it's like a lot to handle and you know a lot of like leadership things that you know you don't necessarily always have from just being a creative person and there's cool things like that that I've I think have like stood out a lot that I've learned from my dad wanted to say it that's yeah, cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah, gosh, we could go on and on. Yeah, we could go on forever. All right. Well, yeah, uh, I have a little like speed round that I like to do. We'll do a short version, and then I'm gonna let you uh, get out on the field. Get burnt. Who? Uh, already burnt. I'm so well, yeah, burnt. Before I ask, who, who are you excited to see, or who'd you see last week that was? Um, love the XX. Yeah. I'd never seen them, so and I was great. really excited too. Loved Justice. That was a really great set. I'm super excited to see Bishop Briggs this week. Uh, I didn't get to see her last week. I'm excited to see Lady Gaga tonight because we didn't get to do that last week. Nice. And I really want to see Hans Zimmer yeah. because the reviews just blew my mind. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kind of. There's a lot. I mean, there's so many good artists. Yeah. yeah. I feel bad that I'm sure I'm forgetting good ones, but. No, those all sound great. You know. <laughs> I'm excited to see your show. Oh, thanks. Um, okay, so uh, if I worked for you guys, what would I hear you say over and over? <laughs> Darker. Fuck off! No, I'm just kidding. Really? <laughs> no. Uh, no, not at all. I would. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully that we appreciate you. Okay. I think it's important. I was gonna say a lot of penis jokes from Tucker. Oh, a lot of penis <laughs> jokes. Yeah, yeah. It's important. I'll tell them after they're really, you know, after that's that's later. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's it's good to. Uh, we try to like tell everyone that we appreciate what they do because everyone's working really hard and yeah. it still blows our minds that people are like working hard to benefit what we're trying to do yeah. and I know it, I guess it benefits everyone when we do well but it's still like a hard thing to get our minds around so keeping morale up by like making sure everyone knows they're loved and appreciated is key <laughs> See, she just did it, if you didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Who would you be most excited to learn was a fan? Hmm. That's a cool question. Uh, Larry Bird. Okay. <laughs> Although he wouldn't be a fan. Probably not. That doesn't strike me. Well, I can think it's of a better of one. I can think of a better one. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. But, like, he's the legend. Gaetano Veloso or okay. Gilberto Gil. That would, I would probably, gosh, I don't know what I would do. I would definitely cry, like, from joy. But it would be a beyond, I mean, they're, the, I, I sort of um, have put them in a space in my uh, mind that is, yeah. I would love Denzel to like us. I don't know why. <laughs> He's just so cool. Like, if Denzel likes someone, it's tight. Okay. Pharrell can be cool too. Cool people. <laughs> Tell me uh, the last great book you read or a book that's had a huge impact on you. Uh, you go first. 
Um, well, we were just at an Airbnb, and she had a great collection of books. And I picked up a book that is one of my favorites, so I just reread it. Uh, it's called Women Who Run With the Wolves. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's definitely inspiration for a lot of um, lyrics and ideas that I try to run with. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I would Pun say intended. Just Kids, Patti Smith's book, which oh, is just cool. a really cool... It's just fun because we're like, you know, young artists living in New York and comparing it to like the New York she lived in when she was a young artist is yeah. just like oh mind-blowing and crazy. Oh my gosh, Patti Smith was a fan also? Wow. Patti Smith was a fan, that would be the coolest. Yeah. Stromae was a fan, that would be the coolest. There's a lot of things. Anyone? I'll take anyone, personally. <laughs> uh, uh, Obama would be tight. <laughs> what movie have each of you seen The Notebook. Really? Yeah, I just rewatched it twice. <laughs> okay. When I was sick. She loves to cry. I I really it's, I, it's so cathartic, and I know that it'll make me cry, so I just go to it. I love it. I don't get that. Yeah, I was just sick this past week, and I was just like, I literally put it on my to-do list, like watch like movies that'll make me cry. So I I just watched it twice. <laughs> Probably me. I guess it'd be like Wedding Crashers or Billy Madison. Okay. <laughs> Frida's the other one that I always rewatch. That's cool. You rewatch? I feel like when I see serious movies, I'll like like them, but I'm not gonna like binge watch them over and over again. It's not serious. It's serious. It's just compared to my movie choices, they're pretty serious. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I mean, this is again. Here we are. I get it. And then, so for you, favorite DJ of all time? Oh my gosh. That's so hard. Favorite DJ of all time? Who's just the first person that comes to your mind? Well, there's different, like, scenes of my life that I've been into. I was, like, early Chami. Early Chami really blew my mind. an entire like future house that then sort of all the big room house guys started making and it everyone's just copied him and then it was kind of like I felt bad because his sound was just so diluted but like the way he started something like that and that was right after I really sunk my teeth into house music and stuff so that was like really cool and impactful on me he was yeah. and I'd still I still love whenever I see him at a festival I get excited that's a good one. So, if you're into DJs, or your favorite uh, live show that you've ever seen? Uh, my favorite live show that I've ever seen. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is Feist, because nice. that was one of the first concerts that I went and saw, and I felt so inspired to be in her position. Um, and I felt like I... I could do it. I, I don't know why, um, but um, I think that's really what the best art you does. Could. No, well, yeah, I, I guess that's what it is. But uh, you know, the best art is like you go and you watch it, and you're like, I want to go home and create. Like I just gotta, 
And I remember I like left the concert and I went and like wrote, wrote a song and I wrote I wrote her a letter, which oh, was wow. basically just to myself. I never sent it. Yeah. Um, but that was like a really pivotal moment when I was like, I'm not gonna hide it from myself any longer. Like that's really what I want to do. Oh, and awesome. she sort of brought that out in me. Yo, that was Sophie Tucker. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Give us like five stars, maybe. Then uh, send us a comment. Hit us on Twitter, Facebook. Check out our new YouTube page at Rebel Radio Net across all channels. Uh, we got a bunch of videos popping up on YouTube. Love to hear what you think about that. And most importantly, come back next week. My guest will be Will Clark before he takes the Doolab stage at Coachella. It'll be the last of our Coachella Live episodes. Peace.